evening, good afternoon, good morning, good whatever time of day you are listening to the Hampson on Hockey podcast. As always, I'm your host, Ollie Hampson, and once again, this podcast is presented by ChasingThePuck.com, your home for UK hockey news, views, and opinions. If you've seen the title of this video, you'll know exactly what this podcast is about. It's going to be about the Cardiff Devils, and it's going to be about the new guys to their team this season. But before we go into that, a couple of bits of news to cover off. Uh, the standing area in block 13, or whatever block it's going to end up in, is returning for a three-game trial with games against the Manchester Storm, Dundee Stars, and the Fralunda Indians in Champions Hockey League action. Uh, I think it's the best thing for the club to do, to trial this out, to make sure uh, fans are willing to relocate their season tickets, potentially, to try this out. I think maybe just try it out and see where it goes for next season. Uh, the main thing for me is to not lose sight on the Devils aren't the first team to try something like this. You've got Boomerang Corner in Belfast. I believe Glasgow do something similar. So they're not the first teams, but the other thing to remember, this is the first time the Devils have tried anything like this. So all the best to them. Hopefully it sells out because that, that atmosphere on the weekend was honestly one of the most electric atmospheres I've ever heard in the Viola Arena. Uh, but the main thing as well for me personally is not to lose sight of the fact that it wasn't just Block 13 making all that noise. Todd Kelman addressed it on social media, so did Josh Batch. A couple of other players did as well, just mentioning the fact that it was the entire building contributing to that atmosphere. It wasn't just one area of the building that was doing all the work. So credit to them for acknowledging the rest of the blocks, block five, block nine, everyone else as well, for example, that were really contributing to what was just a great atmosphere on the weekend. And hopefully that continues on Saturday against the Storm. One person who's going to be continuing against the Storm on Saturday is Matthias Sointu, who is signed for another couple of weeks, not signed permanently, um, I asked Todd Kelman about this in the Q&A I hosted on the weekend um, and it basically just comes down to budget. If they can afford him, then of course they're going to sign him. If they can't afford him, then they're not going to sign him. I think the thing to, to remember is that the Devils, okay, they're one of the, the richer clubs in the league. They're not millionaires. They're not going to be able to just throw money at anyone to get them to come to play in Cardiff. Sointu is doing the right thing by staying for another couple of weeks because one thing he's doing is he's opening his case to stay permanently if the Devils can afford him. But what he's doing with his play is meaning that if he can't stay here, he's putting on enough of a show that another team can look at him and go, you know what, you did well in the first start of the season. We need someone. Come in. Do that for us. He's... <laughs> The ball's in Sointu's court right now. He's impressed enough that other teams are going to be looking at him and the Devils are going to be looking to keep him, bearing in mind the budget. And also, judging by the title of this article, looking at the report cards for the new Cardiff Devils, Sointu is the best one to start with. And before we go into it, I'm going to award him straight away an A on this scale. I think Sointu has been excellent, excellent addition to the Cardiff Devils roster. Uh, 10 games in, 9 points. 
He's never been billed as a goal scorer. He's been more of a playmaker. And that's exactly what he's done. Eight assists on the season. One goal to his name. I just think Soinju is a complete package. Been so impressed with him since he made his debut. Uh, despite the fact that he was smaller than I expected him to be. I just think that Soinju is just a, a great part of this team. And I think he fits in really really well so I hope there is the budget to keep him uh, long term uh, at least till maybe the mid midway point of the season hopefully uh, come the end of the year when I potentially do the devil's full season report cards we're still talking about something too because I would just love to see him in this team for the rest of the season uh, one thing to stand out about him to me is the fact that the amount of shots he takes compared to the amount that actually make it to the to the goaltender is one of the highest on the Devils team. Around 70% of the shots he actually attempts make it through to the goalie. Okay, yeah, he only has the one shot. He's never been billed as a goal scorer, though. He's always been that guy who shoots for rebounds, looks for the pass, looks to set everyone up, and it's worked exceptionally well for him. And I think the one thing for me is... Given the fact that he had chemistry and history with uh, Massimo Mariamaki, who we'll touch on in a bit, you would be forgiven for thinking that Andrew Lord is going to play Sointu and Mariamaki together a lot. He hasn't actually done that. He's allowed Sointu to get his own line mates, get his own rhythm, and find his own way into this team. And he's worked exceptionally well. And he's done a great job at finding where he fits in his lineup, what he can contribute. And the Devils are a much better team with him in the lineup. Yeah, he left one domestic game with sickness uh, early in the domestic campaign. But other than that, he's been absolutely fantastic. And you can't really blame a guy for being sick. I think if he finished that game, still would have put up a lot of points. So for me, Matthias Sointu is straight away an A on the first month of the campaign. Very excited to see what he does over the next couple of weeks hoping that he able that he's able to secure a at least another extension hopefully a permanent deal but like i said that all comes down to the budget and luckily for me that is not my control that's a difficult difficult conversation to have and the people who are in the privileged or the right position to do so are the ones who are going to be having that conversation with him in a couple of weeks time fingers crossed there is some way he stays as a devil. Uh, we mentioned his compatriot there. We'll go just straight across to Massey Mariamaki. And you no, know, looking at some of the responses we had, because we posed a question on who has been your favorite devil so far. We'll get to them at the end of this episode. But a lot of people, a lot of love for Massey Mariamaki. I wrote an article about him saying how he's become a fan favorite. And honestly, the way... the when he was announced, I don't think anyone really anticipated that Massey Mariamaki was going to turn into a fan favorite. I think a lot of people saw a physical guy with, you know, decent offensive upside who's going to be an energy player, a third line role player. It took 19 seconds for him to get somebody else thrown out of a game. From then on, Devils fans loved him. He is the type of guy who, if you're on another team or another fan base, 
you're probably not going to like him. If you're part of the Devils fan base, you'll probably love him. Um, one goal on the season so far, five assists. Uh, the goal he had, I think, if I was going to sit down and describe it, I think I said this on the last episode or an episode before, if I was going to describe the first goal that Mary Magny had, the way it happened was exactly how I would have described it. Pick the puck up behind the net, drive to the net, stuff it in. Just go to the dirty areas, hope something comes of it, and he gets a goal. Five assists as well. He's turned into a decent playmaker. And this is all for a guy who, when he signed, I said he's not the best skater, he's not the best shooter of the puck, but he's going to be effective in other ways. Really, really proving it to me so far. The one thing I would say about Mariamaki is discipline. That is the main thing that he needs to work on going into the rest of this season. That's not to say he's been badly disciplined. I think a lot of it comes down to frustration, um, especially in last weekend. Uh, well, not last weekend, the weekend before, where there was two losses against Glasgow and Coventry. Um, trying to spark the team with his physicality. He toes the line a lot. He just needs to be better at not crossing the line. Uh, 16 penalty minutes on the season so far. The only person with more is Sam Jardine on 18. We'll get to him, though, in a little bit. But for me, Mario Mackey, I, I haven't been disappointed with him. He's come in, he's done exactly what I expected. As he gets used to the standard of officiating in this league, as he gets used to the way this league runs, I think he's just going to start growing and growing. So for me, I would say B plus so far. I think some fans would disagree. I think some fans would give him an A, A plus, for example. Um, like I said, we'll get to some of the comments at the end of this episode. But for me, Mario Mackey, he's got a bit to improve on his, on his discipline. A little bit more offense I'd want from him. But other than that, been a great signing for the Devils so far. We'll move on then to the first player who was announced this offseason. And that is Mike McNamee, who may go down as the most under the radar signing, not just for the Devils, but in the entire elite ice hockey league. I think when McNamee was signed, it it definitely showed that Lane Armour was done. Um, at least in Cardiff. He's gone to Manchester Storm, so I wish him all the success uh, in Manchester. Hopefully just not too much success on Saturday when they're down here. But, you know, Mike McNamee, 13 years younger than Lane Armour, Big body, again, good presence in front of the net, physical as well. I assumed he was going to be a third-line guy. Now, once he's back healthy, because he's missed the last two games, once he's back healthy, he's really going to make it interesting to see who is that second-line centre behind Joey Martin. Stephen Dixon is a great centre. He showed that all last year. But is McNamee going to take that position? I think he will. McNamee has been one of the greatest early starts of the season in the entire league. At the moment, coming in eight points in nine games. He's using that size. He's got great vision, especially on the power play. We saw that against Glasgow in the first meeting. Just a great bit of work from him down low on the power play. Just to slide the puck between 
the pads of uh, Patrick Lean and underneath the stick of the defenseman to find Mark Richardson for his goal. Just great vision. And he's also got such an underappreciated shot. We saw that again against Glasgow with his goal. Um, a power play chance coming the other way after a shorthanded miss from Matthew Waugh. One-two play between him and Charles Langley. And just a rocket of a one-timer to beat Colleen. And that was the opening goal of the league campaign, I believe, for the Cardiff Devils. I just think that McNamee does everything that you expected, but more. Uh, he is probably the only player I am willing to give an A plus to on the season so far. I don't think he's really put a foot wrong. I think that he's just come in knowing exactly what he needs to do and just done it absolutely perfectly. I don't think Andrew Lord's going to have any complaints with him. I don't think the people in the bar are going to have any complaints with his singing voice. Uh, he's going to be singing at the Matthew Myers quiz night for his testimonial as well. So if you haven't got your tickets, get your tickets for that. Nice little plug for that. Uh, but no, Macme, A+, plus, fantastic signing. So glad to see him in this league. So glad to see him in a Devils jersey. We'll stick with the forwards as well then because we just finish out the forwards then we only got two defensemen to go. Blair Riley. To be honest, we don't really need to say too much about Blair Riley. We've seen what he can do. We've seen him in Belfast for three years now. There was a reason why when he was signed straight out of the AHL that teams were jealous. And so they should be. He's turned into one of the best power forwards the league has ever seen. Great goal scorer, great physicality, great playmaker. And, you know, he's missed the last two and a bit weeks or so. Uh, after that hit in the loss against Glasgow, um, I'm assuming potential concussion maybe. Hopefully nothing too bad. Hopefully he's back in the lineup for some time. I didn't see him in the rink on Saturday night against the Blaze. So whether or not that's a bad thing or a good sign, I don't know. That's reading way too much into it. But one thing that Blair Riley has done is put up seven points in eight contest so far three goals four assists he is working phenomenally well on the power play he's taken that role as standing out in the slot looking for the deflection looking for the rebound just becoming a screen a nuisance to the goaltender if you have him on a second unit or the first unit and then Dixon on the other one that is two big bodies out in front that are going to cause havoc for opposing defensemen and opposing goaltenders we've also seen his physicality come into play that's something we know that he can do um for me, Riley, he, he's been there, he's done that, he's won the league with Belfast, uh, the less said about that from last year, the better, won a Challenge Cup, he's proven to win, he knows how to get the job done, and that's exactly why the, the Devils signed him, as soon as he becomes available, who wouldn't try and take a guy like Riley, because he is that good, Belfast fans, they may feel a bit better. Some of them may feel a bit better, a uh, bit of the fact that he left for the Devils. But when you look at the what he produced for them over three years, he was an integral part of their success. And they would have been a worse team without him. Devils are a better team with him. Just hopefully he gets back healthy soon. Hopefully he cracks the lineup this weekend. I don't know for definite what his status is just yet. But for me, Blair Riley. Got to give him an A. Um, he hasn't done anything to me that has put a foot wrong. I'm very happy with him. Very impressed with the way he plays. 
And I'm sure that feeling is uh, met the same with Andrew Lord and the Devils management. So from there, we will move on to the defence. And just looking at the point totals in order, we'll go with Sean McMonagall joining from Friskaska in the Norwegian League last year. And McMonagall, say what you will about him, very impressed with him, especially his offensive contribution. Um, for me, McMonagall, he's a little bit to be desired defensively. I don't think he's the most well-rounded defenseman on the Devils team, but I don't think he necessarily needs to be, though. This is a guy who plays center in college. Um, he does a good job of generating offense, around, I think around 53 54% of the shots he attempts actually turn into shots on goal and make it through to the goaltender. Uh, two goals on the season, including a great wraparound against Graz. But his, his main aim is to be a playmaker on offense. Seven assists on the season, nine points. He's tied with Matthias Sointu for the third most in the Devils roster so far. I personally think that McMonagall is a great sign, a great complementary piece as well to Gleason Fournier. What Andrew Lowe is doing well is not keeping those two together, putting them on his own line. Uh, so Fournier and McMonagall have that one-two punch. So teams are going to be wearing themselves out, trying to trying to guard uh, Fournier, suddenly keep the puck in the offensive zone, D go for a change, McMonagall comes on the ice, the opposing D don't really get a rest. We've seen that on the power play. Uh, he keeps his feet moving, just always looking for the open man. We saw that on Saturday with the... Uh, uh, Joey Martin's first goal of the season takes the puck behind the net, finds Martin somehow out in front, and Martin buries it for his first goal of the season, and also a goal, uh, a point that tied him with Max Beerbry for the most points since the Elite League era of the Devils, and then an assist later on in the game gives him that record. You can check out an article about that on Chasing the Puck. Shameless plug, but you know McMonigal defensively. Needs a little bit of an improvement. Other than that, being absolutely fine with him. His pass is great, great vision, tape to tape all the time. Just needs to be a little bit more solid in his own zone. So I'm going to give him an A minus for his first month as a devil. And that will move us on to the final uh, new name of the season Sam Jardine. Um, Jardine, for me. <sighs> I can try and tell you as much as I want about Jardine. I don't think I'll do it as much justice as Mark Rackham has. Uh, Mark, if you don't know, covers the Toronto Maple, uh, Maple Leafs Marlies and I believe Newfoundland Growlers for another website. Also has his own podcast, Hockey Across the Pond, which I definitely, definitely recommend checking out. He's had some very interesting guests on that one, including the Devil's Own social media manager, Fee Adelson, very, very good interview with her. Good to see what exactly what she goes through on a day-to-day -day basis. So I would check out that podcast. I'll link to that in the description. I'll also link down to the article he wrote about Sam Jardine. Because honestly, this is a guy who's seen Jardine play last season. He knows what Jardine's about. And I got him credit very in-depth on him. With me, Jardine, defensively, I've been absolutely fine with him. I think that he's doing a, a very good job getting in uh, shoot lanes, pass lanes. Also ramping up the physicality where he needs to, but not taking too many stupid decisions. Um, I think, now th there's no real way of saying this without sounding harsh. Uh, the loss at home against 
uh, Glasgow. He gets man of the match. I think with the way that game went, I think he got man of the match because he was the last devil to score. I thought he was not brilliant in that game. But since then, he's obviously listened to what's been said to him. He's watched tape, obviously, and he's come back and he's been very, very good. The one thing I'll say to him is that his shooting decisions need to be a bit better. At the moment, he's shooting about 40% of his shots actually make it on net. The rest are either blocked or wide. Um, but for a defenseman, that's not too bad. Um, the one thing I noticed this weekend, especially on the power play, is that his skating is very, very underrated. Um, I think he's just very solid, very fluid in his motions, trying to open up a shooting or a passing lane, just looking for something to generate. And also with five points on the season for a guy who I build more as a two-way slash defensive defenseman, that is not bad at all. That is beating uh, Mark Richardson at the moment. And Richie, we know exactly what he can do as an offensive player. But Jardine, a younger model as well. So he's going to have that step on him in the physical zone, in the uh, fitness zone as well, potentially. So Jardine, for me, there's obvious room for improvement. Um, I would say B plus for Sam Jardine. This last weekend, he very much impressed me. The weekend before, not so much. So there needs to be a bit more consistency with him. Uh, as soon as that's nailed down, he'll be absolutely fine now. I'm looking forward to see what Sandra Dean produces for the rest of the season. But that is going to wrap it up for the uh, ratings, the, the overall ratings after the first month for the new Cardiff Devils. Like I said, Matthias Sointu is signed for a couple more weeks. So hopefully he remains for quite some time. And even if he doesn't remain for some time, provides a bit of injury cover if McNamee and Riley aren't going to be uh, in the lineup anytime soon. And also, Tuesday night against Falinda, he is going to be rugging the top scorer jersey. Not bad for a guy who's played three CHR games this season compared to the four the rest of the Devils have played. But that is going to wrap it up for my thoughts on the uh, New Devils so far. I'm going to turn it over uh, to yourself and maybe a bit of a weird jump cut because I have to pause the recording, load up what you guys said and read them out. Yeah, so probably a bit of a weird jump cut there. We're going to read out some of your responses to the question I put out on Twitter earlier on. If you want to get involved, by the way, with the podcast, it is at Hampson Hockey on Twitter. Just search for Hampson on Hockey Podcast on Facebook as well. Uh, the first response we had was from Dragon Lady five five six six. Favorite player so far, Massey, without a doubt. He's a big presence, not scared to get stuck in, and covers the ice well. Has good vision of the game too, which leads nicely onto McNamee for pretty much all the same reasons, but especially his ability to read the game, the puck, and his teammates' play. Very good uh, uh, opinion on both of them. I think Mar Massey Marimaki uh, is. You know, offensively, he's done a great job, especially, like you said there, covering the ice and McNamee as well, just being a great reader of the play. Thank you very much for being the first person to reply, mum. Uh, next up, Matthew Drazy. Uh, I think McNamee has been a standout probably because I was expecting the least out of him, if that's fair. He's been superb on any line he's been put on, can play with anyone. 100% agree. And th I think it is fair to say that he was probably the one you were expecting the least out of. I... It sounds harsh. I personally expect the least out of him. Uh, I think that, you know, 
I thought he was going to be that third line guy, but he's turned into be a big time contributor. And I think your assessment of him is absolutely spot on, Matt. Uh, Haley at Solace84. Favourite New Devil, Mario Mackey. Best New Devil, McNamee. Definitely agree with you on both of them. I believe you actually comment later on as well. Uh, Neil Westlake, always good to hear from you. Uh, I think McNamee has been excellent. Very good skills in tight areas, keeping the puck. Can score and deliver great assists and brings a huge amount of high-end skill. Wasn't seen as our biggest signing, but I think this season he may prove to be one of the best slash key signings we've made. 100% agree. You also go on to say, I'd also like to say Sam Jardine has also impressed. He is just improving with each game. I like what he brings defensively and offensively. He gives us a real upside on the power play. He plays with skill and a physical edge. A player with pedigree who will just continue to get better. I've got to say, I agree. I think the Jardine, for me, he's growing on me. Um, the last two games I've seen him play have been a lot better than the weekend before. So I think for Jardine, he is definitely one who is going to be a... He's going to be one that, by the end of the season, I'm going to be thinking, why did I ever doubt him? I like the way he's trending. He's trending in the right, um, right areas. And to be honest, I just think he's a great defensive signing for the Devils. When he's on his game, he's really on his game. Uh, Jonathan Williams, Wild Thing, J74, who's out in Toronto right now. Hope you enjoyed the opening night game last night between Toronto and the Ottawa Senators. You were in attendance, I saw on Twitter. Responding to Neil regarding McNamee, uh, outstanding player. After one period, I was impressed. Reminds me of Stu McRae. Won't get all the headlines, but will probably night in, night out, be one of our most consistent performers. I think that's a very, very good comparison, John. You know your stuff. Um... Comparing to a guy like Stu McRae, who's not going to be the flashy guy, he's not going to be the guy who's going to be your leading goal scorer, even your leading point scorer, but he's going to get the job done. I think that's a very, very good um, assessment of him. Ian Friend, which is at Ian J Friend on Twitter. I'm a fan of all of them, to be fair, and they all bring something different. Jardine is coming into his own now, too. Completely agree. Uh, I think that Jardine is starting to grow into his role, and I really like the way he's trending. Uh, Gavin Evans, 88, McNamee for me, 100%. I'm not going to make any secret that Mike McNamee is the guy that I am the most impressed with since the the uh, Devils announced him and started playing competitively. Uh, Haley Solos, 84, you're back again. I actually forgot to consider Sointu, as I thought we wouldn't see him again after last weekend. He and McNamee have been the most fun to watch out the new guys. I feel like my opinion is subject to change once Riley is fit again. Interesting point. Sewing 2 for me has been absolutely outstanding. He's been one of the best forwards on the team so far. But once Riley is fit and healthy after he's been out for a couple of weeks, it'll be interesting to see which of the new signings is the leading scorer among that group by the end of the year. I think Riley has a good chance. He's a great forward great shooter of the puck just a great power forward and you know like you said there Haley. once he's back healthy he's going to be a difference maker and then the last one is at whole underscore hearted uk jen uh so impressed with the way sointu slotted straight into things but my fave new devil is mariamaki brings so much to the team hope he stays for a long time that's exactly what i mean by him though he's the type of guy that devils fans are going to absolutely love if you're a fan of another team you're not gonna like him he's gonna get under your skin he's gonna be physical he's gonna get in your face 
He needs to be a bit more disciplined. Uh, other than that, though, doesn't really need to change much other than the discipline. And he will have a lot of success in this league. But yeah, that's all the new guys. So that's all the report cards I'm giving out for the new guys after one month. I'm not going to bother with the returning guys because there are way too many of them. That's one thing that Andrew Lord and the Cardiff Devils are fortunate with. They are able to rotate a core group of players year in, year out. And for me, one thing that stands out about this team. So a couple of weeks ago in the bar, I think it was after a preseason, maybe even the last home preseason game. I don't know. Uh, Mike McNamee went up to the bar with his guitar and a microphone and sang a couple of songs. One, great singer voice. Thought he did a great cover of Riptide. Um, but the rest of the team, that's a, that's a time where your teammate is putting himself in a vulnerable position. And you could easily just rinse him just for a bit of a joke. But the rest of the team were joining in. They were filming it. They were singing along. They were getting involved. I think this is possibly one of the closest Devils teams we've had for a couple of years. It's really starting to show off for certain guys who are coming back and looking at having big years. Joey Haddad, for example. Matthew Pope as well has possibly been the returnee who I'd say is most improved. Um, but no, I just think this Devils team is one of the best uh, teams we've had for a couple of years. Certainly one of the most physical we've had for a few seasons. And I'm not in the room, so I don't know if definite but to me it appears as though they are one of the closest knit groups off the ice as well so hopefully it translates into success uh the devils like we said if you listen to the episode on monday night they've got games against manchester and coventry on the weekend then a tough tough road trip to that team from sweden who are decent in european competition we'll say uh you know they've they've won three titles out of a possible five. Um, so, yeah. But the thing for the Devils, they can qualify without getting a single point. They're not going to want to do that, though. They're a very proud bunch. They're going to want to try and control their own destiny. They're going to want to pick up points. On the road, it's going to be difficult against Falunda. At home, the week after, they're going to try and do to Falunda what they did to Vecqua. Um, So, hopefully, the Devils have a decent end to their CHR campaign. Domestic competition is really, really heating up and the new guys are contributing. Hopefully, Mike McNamee and Blair Riley are back in the lineup sometime soon. It's good to see Joey Martin back as well. But that is going to wrap it up for episode 8 of the Hampson on Hockey podcast presented by Chasing the Puck, your home for UK hockey news, views and opinions. Uh, the reason why I'm doing an episode this twice in a week is with CHL and a couple of personal things coming on in the next week. Uh, cannot guarantee there will be a podcast next week. Uh, there will be one, hopefully, the week after. I just can't guarantee there will be one next week. So I thought, I, instead of take some time off, I've got something I want to talk about right now. May as well sit down and do it. So talk about the New Devils. You've already had the preview for uh, the week coming up in Episode 7. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. We've got a few big plans for the podcast. I need to have a uh, chat with a couple of people to see if I can make them a reality. Hopefully, you are enjoying the Hampson on Hockey podcast. I'm enjoying making them. Hopefully, you can tell I'm getting a bit more comfortable making them as well. Uh, but for now, that is going to do it for episode eight. Hope you've enjoyed it. I've been Arnie Hampson, and I will speak to you again shortly.